It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back, bashing the brain, fresh off the brains, big FRL return. We are not brought to you by a corporate conglomerate like Flow Wrestling, so we are brought to you by our friends at Attack. <laughs> Download the Attack app, ATAC. It's like having a personal trainer in your pocket where video game stats meets real-life training. You heard us last week. Willie turned 46. He feels like he's 12. To increase your mental capacity, your strength, your physical agility, all that stuff, download the Attack app. Willie, you had a big morning. Yeah, I went on FRL. Their 1,000th episode, and um, <clears throat> obviously there was some falling out between Flo and myself, and, and uh, um, we didn't get into that. And I said on the show, I mean, both me and Christian said, you know, that's – Getting into that dirt is probably for another day, but um, that's for people. You know, stream. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, here's the bottom line: they reached out, and Christian reached out a couple weeks ago and asked, and what you know, and uh, yeah. I mean, I'll do it. There's some people that say, "Well, why would you? Why would you go on and make buddy buddy with people that, um, you know, with a company that." You, you had issues with and I mean th there is a certain level of of I mean I feel like I was betrayed you know and I feel like I feel like piles was part of that uh in the same time at the same time me and you know me and Christian been working on our friendship you told me last year at Olympic trials that you guys were kind of squashing the beef and you know moving past it yeah i mean listen there's there's things sometimes i'm like let's bury it. it it's hard it's it's difficult you know i grew up in a place that's very i i'll just say i'm a very loyal human being uh i want to do the right thing and and uh i don't know maybe where i come from it's like you know you don't let that stuff happen to you right you don't you don't you don't let that stuff happen to you but uh I'm trying to work on it and um I would re I, I try to minimize regret and I, I I would I didn't know what the right decision really was but I would re I would re I didn't want to regret down the line like not being a part of it and and frankly as much as um there are some pain points there with what happened with me and piles and I mean let, let's be clear that the, the I thought I was railroaded in certain situations but um, me and Christian were very, very close, and and FRL uh, is his is sort of his baby, and I, I, frankly, I just wanted to be there for him. You know, I mean, that's the that's the bottom yeah. line. Well, other news t did drop this morning that UWW is bringing back non Olympic weights world championships, so it'll be. October 28th through the 31st 
will have um, non-Olympic weights world championships in Albania. They also announced that Croatia will host, host next year's world championships. But, you know, I kind of saw this coming. I don't know about you, but you saw all these guys wrestling non-Olympic weights at these past couple of tournaments. And a lot of people on our Facebook platform were saying, why, why, why? And I kept saying, guys, if they're wrestling at a non-Olympic weight and, and a substantial amount of guys, like normally you'd see someone like a Nate Jackson go up a weight and say, okay, let me take my shot. The fact that guys like him are wrestling non-Olympic weight should tell you something. And I kept saying, just because it's not on the schedule yet, doesn't mean it's not going to get added. Sure enough, it now, it now got added, which means we'll also probably see, we have to see, a world team trials for those four weights. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. I mean, if you've ever seen my Twitter feed, every probably two, two three times a year, I say, um, it's a real shame we don't have an, an, as many weights. I say it's a real shame that, um, because my contention is, and I think it's, I don't even know if it's a contention other than, uh, as opposed to it being a universal truth, is that the fact that we only have, the fact that we have the Olympics and the fact that the Olympics are six weights makes worlds a different animal for four years it doesn't change it once don't say it only changes something it only changes things one year out of four nope it changes all four of them and it's a yeah. damn shame and it's a constant um uncertainty and it's a constant what if and people are grading worlds it's always you know a world champ is a world champ is a world champ but not in the eyes of a lot of people and that's a shame because the olympic years you're not at the optimal weights and it's really reduced and it's really concentrated and who's the better wrestler or who's the better weight cutter or who's the combination of both uh the year after the olympics people tend to take a breather take a year off the second year they might not be at their optimum weight because they got another year to go the third year is always to me the best however they're still maybe not at their optimal weight because they're trying to qualify their nation and then the olympic year only has six again right so it's um um it's different every year, and I'm really thankful that they have non-Olympic weight worlds. It should be always a thing, always a thing, uh, especially when there's only six weights in the Olympics, which means that 40% of the weight is, are not contested. You know, you're talking about over half of your product, over half the competitors um, not being uh, able to wrestle and you have four weights per style that you can have a world championship with. And that's awesome. I'm confused as to why they don't announce it sooner. You know, I, I think no matter yeah. what, you know, I I've heard that there's, there's a notion among a lot of wrestling fans that they will all often give an asterisk to the non-Olympic weight world championships yeah. saying, know. you I mean. know, because in, in like, I, I, I get, I get it. It's because like, you know, obviously, there's a lot of guys in other countries or our our country even where, you know, if a guy 
there's no doubt we have the strongest team in the world with 10 weights. Yeah. I firmly believe yeah. that. And when you have a year like this where all of our top stars are going for an Olympic weight, if we didn't have that and all 10 weights were in the Olympics, you'd probably see Burroughs, for example, stay at 79 kilos. You'd probably see Jaden Cox stay at 92 kilos. So I don't know if it changes much, even if they announce it beforehand. I think no matter what, the stars are going to go try to make the Olympic team. Whether or not they, they then go and try to make the world team for the non-Olympic I, weights, we'll see. I hope but. they do. I hope we have as much participation as possible. Um, and, I mean, the fact of the matter is that when you're talking about kilos, you're talking about double, right? Um, and when you're talking about you want to be at the optimal weight. Let's say um, Jordan Burrow's optimal weight is 79. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he is absolutely, positively, 100% one of the best on planet Earth. Yep. And, and I'm, I don't even know why I'm saying Jordan Burrow's. I could be saying Zane Rutherford, right? Yeah. Zane Rutherford. He is. The best on planet Earth at 70 kilograms. He's the best on planet Earth. You know, it's going to be interesting. But, but Zane Rutherford at 65 is not that version. And Zane Rutherford at 74 is not that version. And it's borderline unfair. What's also going to be interesting is I don't. We've talked about a lot on this show together that I think and you think we're going to see a lot of retirements this year. And I got oh, yeah. news for you. I don't think these guys are going to stick around if they don't make the Olympic team to try to make the non-Olympic world championship team. If Zane doesn't make the team, I don't think he sticks around. I, I think he might be done. If Jordan, I, like, I, I don't, team, yeah. you know, if these guys are done, I don't think they're going to stick it out for another five months. So, you know, a lot of the young cats are, you know, are pumped to kind of, be next in line and i think that's going to start with the non-olympic weight world championships i don't I, think this yeah, is going to change a lot of the retirements that we're going to see i would if jordan doesn't make it i would beg and plead so for so, him to continue continue 100%. at 79 i mean yeah. he's a career wrestler there's there's other guys that have a window and jordan jordan smashed through that window a long time ago he, yeah. he didn't have a window. He had a career. And he's a career wrestler. He should keep going at 79. I would say the same thing for um, guys like Chance and Jason Nolf and whoever might not make it at 74. Uh, whoever might not make it at 86. Yeah. Um, and I'm I not saying Zane's done for sure, by the way. I just, I've, I've talked about what? this before. Yeah. He's got his financial internship and stuff. And these guys that have a lot going on, it's just, you know, so I use them as an example. Um, but but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think if I think if Zane, I think it's Olympics and bust for Zane. And if he doesn't make the Olympics, he retires. I think it's you're probably right. In a lot of cases, that is true, that if they don't make the Olympics, they're hanging it up. But um, for other guys, I hope. I think they should, and I hope that they do go to non-Olympic weight worlds and the trials. And, um, you know, we're going to be watching non-Olympic weight worlds. Maybe I'll even go, uh, depending on uh, the schedule. But 
I hope we win that too, right? As a nation, as as the Stars and Stripes. Um, well, I hope we put our best team out there. It is. I believe it's going to. It's going to be U twenty three World Championships, and then it rolls right into these. So and like it's the, Albania or it's Croatia? No, Albania. World Championships Albania. are in Croatia next year. Okay, Croatia is gorgeous. This is the first time I think they're hosting World Championships. They had, they've had a couple things in Croatia. Um, I went to Cadet Worlds in Croatia many moons ago. It was it's gorgeous. No, it wasn't. It wasn't cadets. It was juniors, and that team was awesome. Let me tell you, team. It was Jabari Moody, Thomas Gilman, Stevan Micic, Joey McKenna, Aaron Pico, Anthony Valencia, Gabe Dean, Kyle Snyder, Adam Kuhn. That's Monster. a hell of a team. That is a hell Monster. of a team. <laughs> it's it was so fun. It was so fun. It was one of the best cities I've ever been to. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So I've been be looking forward yeah, maybe to it's, Maybe I was looking at a different stat. I thought it was their first senior world championships, but it might not be. I might have been looking at something else. It, it could be. <clears throat> it could be. Speaking of Olympic trials, <clears throat> in my throat, I finally got a hotel booked today. Oh I was on the fence with what I was going to do because – you know, my wife really wants to go. Um, you know, we've been Lauren and Jordan, our family friends, and she has not seen him wrestle in person. And I told her this might be her last opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I am one of the guys that like, I, I wait last minute a lot of times for flights and hotels and stuff. But for the Olympic trials, I looked at hotels Six months ago, eight months ago, and they were astronomical then. I paid fifteen hundred bucks for three nights. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, um, but it's booked. I got the media credential today, which was nice. It's always a good feeling. Um, but I gotta, yep. I gotta, I gotta get my wife in somehow. That's gonna be my mission today, tomorrow to figure out because I know she wants to go. Might be my, might be my son's first wrestling experience. That's a pretty cool first. That is that is awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty cool experience. I've told. How so, do you think? How do you think? Um, now, Olympic trials are always well attended. Um, I don't recall. Well, I've only been around it for probably four or five of them. Um, but Olympic trials are always well attended. I don't recall one that wasn't well attended. I mean, they had it in Texas last cycle, and that crowd was awesome. Awesome. Um, so, you know, you talk about the U.S. Open, you talk about Fargo, uh, Final X. Um, those things are poorly attended or hit and miss. Like, Rutgers was awesome. Nebraska was solid. Penn State Final X a couple years ago, bad. bad. I I. I uh, yeah, that, I that was. Uh, anything was great. And it was at Rec um, Hall. It wasn't even in Bryce Jordan. Right. So, um, how do you think it'll be attended? Incredible. I think, I think no, number one, you have the Olympic trials, which, like you said, that typically is the cream of the crop event. When, I think when, when people show up, 
when it's where there's thousands and thousands of people in Texas. Here's the thing that that tells me at Penn State it's going to be huge, uh, 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 especially when they have um, monster multiple monster contenders in every way. It's almost Correct. That's what I was going to say. It's like you're basically. It seems like you're mostly going to be rooting for or against the NLWC at almost every weight. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. crazy. So I, I think Penn State fans are going to show up. I think that there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of college fan bases that I think go just because of the event. You know what I mean? Like even the college college fan bases that aren't massively represented here, I think they still go whether it's, you know, uh, maybe like Ohio State, where you know they're still kind of interested in Kyle Snyder, other guys. I just think everybody wants to go here. You know, you're gonna have Colin Moore and other Ohio State guys. I'm just saying, like, I think you're gonna see more of the casual fan that goes to NCAA's go to this event. Well, okay, so if Olympic trials always draws, and it does, um, it has been a hot minute since. And Olympic trials were back east, correct? I mean, it was in, it was at Carver a couple times. It was at Texas last time. I don't remember. I don't remember remember Olympic trials being back east um, in quite a while. while. So, so number one, Penn State's going to have a lot of representation. Number two, it's the Olympic trials. Number three, it's back east, which is a drive for. Majority of this country. It's a three-hour drive for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a three, four-hour drive for a lot of metropolitan areas. Yeah, so I'm excited. That's that's officially booked on my calendar. Um, one more senior-level note, and we'll move on to college. Pan Ams. Yeah, yeah. Next Friday and Saturday is the Pan Am Championships. And then uh, Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier the following weekend. Well, you got some news on that, or is that for not for public consumption? I don't know if it's not for public consumption yet. We'll leave it just in case. Right. I don't okay. know if it's for public consumption. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, it actually comes at a pretty decent time, right? Because um, we're sort of the end of the year. Some teams don't even – some college teams are actually done. Uh, there will be – that. what's the date on it? Is so, it – Men's freestyle is next Friday and Saturday, the okay, 23rd so, and 24th. Yeah, you got Iowa, you got Iowa, Okie State that weekend, but um, it's kind of a kind of a slow week next weekend, and so you can consume a couple college duels and then also Pan Ams. Yeah, so that that's going to be exciting. A little bit more on the line now that you know. We are going to have a non-Olympic World Championships because you have Soriano at 61, which he could not even just qualify for the Olympic trials. He could get some seeding criteria for the World Team Trials. I got to imagine they're going to give, you know, preference to Pan Am champion and seeds and stuff. Then you got Pantelio at 70. You got Facundo at 79 and Nate Jackson at 92. So I suspect all four of those guys to be at the World Team Trials for the non-Olympic World Championships. Yeah, yeah. And and really, with the frequency of 
with the frequency or lack thereof in um, international, every outing is a reset to me. It's it's because they're so the duration between appearances is so great that you almost have to take inventory every time they go out and really dial in and say, where are these guys at? And, you know, some of them are steady. Like, you know, Kyle Snyder is going to be good. But, I mean, yeah. remember last year? I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it's cause for concern. Sometimes it's a blip. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, um, but you're going to at least make judgments on who you're going to pick going forward. And um, Remember, last year was bizarre with the women. Yeah. Was a terrible showing for him. Terrible performance. I mean, they're, they're one of the best squads of any style of any nation, right? If you're ranking the top ten strongest programs, and you're like uh, Russian Greco and and Iranian freestyle, and um, U.S. women's freestyle is probably top ten, top fifteen of any, you know, and they were not good. Last year at Pan Am's now, it turned out to be a blip, but it was interesting. And they still had, like, five champions, but they could have had ten. Like, the the way that we are so deep as a country and normally dominate the Pan Am's, like, I'm pretty sure, I know for the men's side, we won nine out of ten weights with Mark Hall losing to Tori Blanca um, and then winning bronze and Bl Tori Blanca winning gold, but, yeah. So that'll be excited. That's the next few weeks. And man, we're we're right around the corner from from the Olympic team trials. So I'm I'm getting pumped for that. If you yeah, follow yeah. Bashmania, you probably already know this, but most of this news I try to share out right away. So if you want updates on any of this, just go follow us. Um All right, let's talk a little college wrestling now. Um yeah, you You I mean, want to start with ReviewGate? review gate let's i mean you were pretty abundantly clear on your position on twitter um i i think i was clear too but not as repetitive um well the narrative i was watching the duel and you know i was looking forward to some of the matches and then the matches right away it looks like rutgers had some illness so you had Saldano out of the lineup. I think John Paz has a concussion. Um, who else? One of the lightweights was out. So right right out of the gate, like the duel wasn't as exciting. Mitch Moore was out. Yeah, Mitch Moore was out. So right out of the gate, it didn't look like it was going to be as exciting as it was going to be. Um, and Penn so State was missing guys too. Um, yes. Kirk, Kirk didn't wrestle. Um, Carter. Key. Carter didn't wrestle. So, you know, I was kind of like half paying attention to it. It was on, but it's dinner time, giving the kids baths, all that. And all of a sudden, the duel starts off with a non-takedown call, and Goodell mm -hmm. wants to challenge it. And the the ref throws the brick back and says, we don't have review tonight. And Goodell gets bent out of shape. And I agree with him. He he was right for being upset. Yeah. Where all, and all of a sudden, I then see this narrative hit Twitter, shame on Penn State. How does Bryce <laughs> Jordan not have this functionality? Why does Cal not have to comply? And I'm like, it, does this really need to be said? That number one, 
Bryce Jordan has had a ton of reviews. Cal Sanderson and Casey Cunningham are two of the most, I don't know, if you looked at their challenges and big matches and how they've leveraged that, they're very good at it. They're not going to well, knowingly. I, I, I tweeted, I, I tweeted uh, the whole nation, the whole nation says, Kale and Casey never lose a challenge. Uh, the NCAA just, you know, the officials are scared. They're just, they go with whatever they want. They get all the calls. Now you're saying that Kale and Casey, like the staff would be averse to challenges? That, that Those two are contradictory. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming what happened is, you know, because I saw your tweet about, you know, why they still have the challenge bro challenge bricks. And I'm assuming it's just number one, wherever the error was, they're probably trying to fix it right up until the dual meet. And aside from that, it's probably just a standard part of setting up the arena where, you know, it, yeah, it's, it boggles my mind that they should have told the coaches. That's where I think there's a legit gripe to be had is if there's an outage, tell the coaches when the duel starts, hey, just a heads up, there's an issue yeah. tonight with the video I, replay. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think obviously that the teams didn't know. Obviously that the teams didn't know that there was no reviews means there was a communication problem um, f for certain, right? I mean, you don't have to speculate. Rutgers did not know that there wasn't reviews. That's not good. They should have been uh, informed of that. Okay, so that's a communication problem. Now, speculating, it probably means that the error popped up pretty late, right? And the, if the fact is that they were informed, then the odds are that the, the problem with their video review popped up pretty late. Um, wow. But it also, like, blows my mind – like, do you, people, do you think that Kale sets up the video review? Do you guys think, like, the coaching staff, like, is plugging wires in? Because they're not. And they have nothing to do with it. Right. They're at skin check. They're not wiring the arena. Uh, and so, obviously, you want reviews at every event. Um, and it's But it's not a mandated NCAA thing. It's a mandated Big Ten duels thing. It does pop up from time to time that there is no video reviews, either because they're not this event isn't having it or there is an outage of some sort. It, 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 this is not like um, a conspiracy. It's not a natural disaster. It's something happened. Like there was a technical failure somewhere, guys. Right. I, I thought it was a big nothing burger when it first happened. I couldn't believe how far Twitter ran with it. And again, if if you're Goodell and you don't find out it doesn't work until the duel, I understand being upset. I just Absolutely. think the, I just think the hate towards Penn State, which anything wrestling Twitter lately can do to, you know, screw Penn State like they suck. Yeah, whatever. I was so that was uh I was because they got it forever and are still getting it. Now Penn State's starting to get it too, but it's stupid. It's stupid to blame not having a video review and somehow suggest that 
Penn State's facilities are not up to par or that it's shady or that's shady on the staff's part. It's just nonsensical. It's asinine. And, oh, here's another little fact, guys. With all you guys getting up in arms on Twitter saying oh, boo-hoo and, and, and tweeting sheer nonsense, can we focus also on the fact that it wasn't close to a three-point takedown. It wasn't close. Yeah, I got a couple calls. Pachado's one of them. Where it's like, I understand being upset not having video review, but this wasn't even a, close to being a takedown. This wasn't there's like... A, there's a thread on the message board on internet that says uh, Braden Davis now has two asterisks. Wh what are you watching? <laughs> what are you watching? Because it's just not true. Yeah. So that was review gate. The Penn State did. I'll tell you what. I, I put out the graphic. Bear Claw and Cochran. I mean, how about the time at, uh, how about the time at NCAAs with G Feller on the backside? Um, G Feller was in a match with somebody. God, I wish I remember it. it. Was I think a small school program, and there was the clock went out. Right, and they wrestled, and it like didn't count or something, and so they had to re-wrestle it. And things happen to technology. Should it happen? No. Do we wish it happened? No. But things happen. Yeah. By the way, fun fact: Did you know the black and pink was a throwback to um, Bo Bartlett? I, shared out a whole article. It's from yeah. eighteen ninety. That they chose mm -hmm. that. And then in 1953, um, President Eisenhower got permission to change the name. Promoting the school from college to university, blah, blah, blah. blah. Cr crazy. I, I, did I didn't know, know that. that. I, I had no clue. So shout out Bo Bartlett sharing a great article. Yeah. Original what did college. you think Thank of – uh, I know you did a show earlier in the week, but it was before that duel, right? What did you think of Bearclaw and Cochran? Um, I thought not surprising. I thought not surprising out of Bear Claw. Um, Turley is a little bit up and down, and he's also um, he also wrestles a lot of close matches. I mean, go look if for good or bad. Like he'll take some weird, he'll take some bad losses, quote unquote, bad losses for a guy that's an All American. Um, I mean, he was an All American as a freshman. Uh, but he also wrestles close matches and, and plays with fire in that way. Um, but he also wrestles close matches with, I mean, go watch the NCAA match with him and Makai Lewis. That was close. Turley had opportunities there. Uh, but I'm not surprised by Bearclaw. I think he continues to show he's really good, even up away. I think that he will be at a Division One program as a starter next year. I mean, his options really are, from what I'm told, he got accepted. He, he has good academic plans, um, like serious academic plans. Uh, you know, not just a graduating senior that's going to enroll in a graduate program to yeah. wrestle for one more year. Um, he's serious about grad school. And from what I'm told, he got accepted into – graduate programs at Penn State, Arizona State, and BYU. So uh, coupled with the fact that um, 
Arizona State really could use a 65-74. I think that might be – and, you know, Chenzo's there. Uh, That could be a landing spot for him, and I hope he is a starter somewhere next year, wherever that may be. Uh, Cochran was a little bit more surprising. I mean, I had him ranked top 100 as a a senior in high school. He wasn't in your probable transfer article, right? He was not, but – I he went and looked after that match. I'm like, did really have him as a probable transfer? Because I know that the I started looking he was not, through it. Remember, Penn State could use him at 97 next year. I, I mean, I think he's a starter at 97 next year. Who's Penn State starter at 197 next year? When do the Mercolas come in? They come in next year, but wouldn't you like to redshirt that? Redshirt him? Yeah. You know? If you have a guy that's beating ranked heavyweights. Right. Yeah. He's a good kid. So, so, yeah, you know, I'm not saying that Cochran doesn't transfer. I'm saying there's a chance that he is the starter for Penn State next year, and – that might be very enticing for him to stick around. I think these guys are – well, we're not going to go into the whole episode again. That was about to regurgitate what we were saying last week. But, yeah, there's uh, – he's a stud. He's a good kid. Um, I just pulled this. This – I don't know. Can I pull and this? He has a couple years left. He has Can a couple I, years left. I have not pulled anything up. Uh, how do I change the size? Can you see what's on my screen right now? That's what she said. Uh, yeah, I can see what's on your screen. I just figured out we can add overlays. Um, this was a there crazy tweet. Read this tweet. Kozak put this out, and I stared at it for five minutes processing it. I can't see it. Oh, maybe it's not on the screen then. Kozak. What did Kozak say? It's, I can look it up. Cole Matthews now has wins over number three, Jesse Mendez, number four, Ryan Jack, and number five, Lachlan McNeil. He also has losses to number eight, Jamison, number nine, Echemendia, number 10, Cornella, number 14, Coderhant, number 19, Miller twice, and so on and so on. 24, 25, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Three top 10 wins, um, three top 10 losses. And also losses to 14, 19, twice, 24, 25, and unranked. Um, and this is a guy who was – he made an NCAA final, right? Did he make a final? I think he did. Um, I'll have to double check. But he's been no, a real he problem. Didn't. He didn't? No, he uh, – round of 12 last year, fifth the year before. No. He might have made a semi then. One year he made a really deep run. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, he's a real problem. He's a real problem to see. And that brings up a really good point in that we're a couple – we're really close to diving into oh, we're so seed close. analysis, at least uh, for, for NCAAs and also – um, certainly for the conference weekend. Um, All right, here's here's the bracket you were thinking about. I had to find it for you. 141 in 2022. 
Nick yeah. Lee beats Real Woods up top, and mm-hmm. Clark beats Matthews on the bottom side. Yes. Yep. He beats Sebastian Rivera in the quarters. That's that's what you're talking thinking about. So he made a semi? He made the semi, yep. Right. Lost yep. to Kaizen Clark in the semis. Yeah. Uh, and then Clark, be- who, was, who was the 15? Who did Clark beat? Who was the two? Uh, Ironman. Keyson Clark was the 15, Ironman. correct? Yeah. He was the 15. Yeah. He beat Ironman in overtime mm-hmm. or two. Yep. I think we were sitting right there because I forgot what happened, but we were we were on press row during that match. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. because the UNC SID was right next to us. Yeah. What city was that? That had to be uh, Detroit. That was Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. But yeah. It seating, really was. Seating some of these weights is going to be. And that. That's kind of one of my last points. That's actually a nice tie-in if you want to start previewing Penn State, Nebraska. Because you know, hey, we're like we're in a stretch where it's like uh, sort of bad, bad radio where we can't we can't see tweets and we can't remember brackets and we can't. So I'm going to ask you another off-the-cuff question that you may or may not be prepared for. The tweet was on the screen. I think I just don't know if you okay. could see it. Good. Um, Comment below if the, if the tweet was on the screen, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody said that Bo Bartlett, after the Rutgers duel, was asked if he's coming back next year, and he was non-committal, which I, I found don't... interesting. I didn't go back and look at it. I didn't go back and look at the replay and see what he said, but um, the GOAT follower, the GOAT follower said, hey, they asked Bo. If he's coming back next year and he was like, I'm not sure. That'd be a twist. I don't think he will. I think he wants to be done. You know, we've talked about Bo before. So you think you think that Bo's done this year? I I do, yeah. Based on our conversations about really? what he, about what he wants to do, you know, I he's obviously gonna try to, you know, make an Olympic world team run for sure, but I don't know that he wants another year of classes. Um, I also don't know. He's a really smart kid. Yeah, and I don't know what – I don't know that he knows until NCAAs plays out. If he wins and he he chalks that up, I think he's done. If If he's in that mindset where he's on the fence and he wins an NCAA title, I could, you know, I could see him riding off and being done with it. Um, but he got I thought engaged that was... recently. He's getting married. I'm pretty sure his, if I remember this correctly, Bo, if you're listening, text me and tell me I'm wrong. I think his fiance dropped out of Penn State because she's doing so many other things, growing her brand and doing things. And, you know, together, I'm sure they're going to do a lot. Um, they're engaged. They're going to get married soon. So I don't know. I don't think it's Bo Bartlett not wrestling next year's. No. Okay. Okay. That that caught me off guard, but that's why I asked you. I mean, you're close to those guys. Um, I think that, if that, he wanted that, to elongate his career, I think he would have taken a red shirt somewhere along the way. 
Well, that certainly um, that certainly changes up some things, but Penn State won't be hurting because they could put Kasich back down at 41, Van Ness plugged in at 49, and then, um, you know, if Bo does come back, then then Kasich redshirts. Yeah. I'm going to text him right now, see if we get an answer. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm glad I dropped that in. I was worried that I dropped it in and you'd be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's a uh, good intel. No, you know, he's, he's very ambitious. And, and again, I think it's the classes thing, you know, Bo came in, Bo have, Bo has wrestled four years of college wrestling has never used a red shirt. I don't think he wants to elongate his collegiate career. And the only reason he'd have a fifth year next year is because he happened to come in in 2021 where they magically randomly decided, Hey, Chenzo, you don't get another year because you wrestled through 2020. Hey, uh, Bo no, Bartlett. I, yeah, I certainly understand that, but no, we but live I, in a world, we live in a I, world right now where most guys are begging for seventh year medicals. I know, you know, I don't think it's going to be the one who never took a red shirt. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm going to text him. We'll see if, uh, if there's any indicator right now. All right. So let's move on to a fairly good weekend in college wrestling Friday night, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. The big one, Cornell, NC State. Let's let's break that down, but let's talk about uh, before we break that one down. Um, the rest of Friday night, the big ones, Tech at Pittsburgh. Uh, Matthews has a top 10 crook, so that could be um, another win. Matthews is up to 15 now with his very uneven season. Illinois, Purdue, Maryland, Rutgers, Army, Navy, Missouri, North Dakota State, Binghamton, Northwestern, North Carolina, Virginia, Cal Poly, Cal Baptist, Wisconsin, Minnesota. You get Barnett McKee matchup. But let's break down Cornell, NC State, because that should be a dandy. All right, let's do it. Um, and we don't have to like totally make the picks, but Wrestle Stat has an NC State and Cornell tied at 15. Uh, Camacho or Trombley against Unger. At this point, you kind of lean Unger, right? I lean, I lean Camacho. Camacho is one of those guys that, you know, some people were surprised I took Caleb Smith over Michael D'Agostino in that duel. And I had even said I think Caleb Smith is a sleeper this weekend against Braden Davis, and we'll talk about that shortly. But there's some of these guys that, you know, I kind of throw out their ranks or seeds, and I just eyeball test it, and I sometimes in my head place them higher. Um, Camacho's one of those guys. Give me Camacho over hunger. Well, I mean, I can certainly see that. Listen, I in the beginning hey, of the season – you might get some would... text that that's a bad take of mine. It won't be the first one if Unger wins. Yeah. Um, but no, listen, in the beginning of the year, I thought Camacho was a title contender, frankly. And he started off okay. And then it, then it got bad for him, real bad. He was losing to not good people. And if you think that that's where Jacob Camacho's wrestling is at, you're crazy. He's really freaking good. I think it's a weight thing. But does that weight problem ever go away? And so um, if he gets it under control by the end of the year, 
He can be a force, and there's no reason why he can't beat a lot of these guys. Uh, and there's no reason why he can't beat Brett Unger. It's just it's so hard to evaluate when he's been so off. Um, so I don't think that's a bad pick at all. And uh, Camacho, it's funny. Camacho's had this season where he's looked very dominant, except for four losses in a row, which now looking back kind of reminds me of the Peyton Rob situation, dropping four in a row. Where mirrors you know, very closely. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, yes, he had those four losses. Yes, his seed at rank, whatever, his rank isn't really indicative, I think. So I like Camacho, but I think it's gonna be a great match. Um what if we're both wrong and it's yeah. Trumbly versus Greg Diakmahalis? <laughs> uh no, I think they need to give Unger that match. Um but yeah, it could be Trombley, too. Um, hold on. Who are we talking about? We're talking about... Cornell, NC State, and we're at 33. Yeah, but what is uh, what does Intermat have? Who do they even have ranked right now? Um, do they have Trombley ranked? Do they have... Do they have Trombley ranked, or do they have... Trombley's at 24. Okay, right? So, I don't know. WrestleStat has um, Camacho in, but Trombley's been starting. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to go Edge, Edge Cornell. I'm going Unger if it's Trombley. Okay. Vito versus Oreen. And I think, um, I think the pick is clearly Vito, although. Uh, Should be a good match, know, though. Oreen is always fun to watch. Yeah, he he uh, he uh, had a weird one with Cade Moore, but Vito's the pick there. Cornella, Ryan, Jack, uh, Eileen, Jack. You take Arrington at forty nine. So that's two. Ed Scott Shapiro should be a great match. Great match. Wild. It should be wild, right? Um, you take Julian at 65, you, then 74, I think you take Faison. Fishback and Foca is a good one. I mean, Foca's the pick, but, I mean, he lost to Aaron Azarov. I mean, well, Foca is prone to some weird losses, and the pick is Foca, but if you're telling me Fishback wins this match, not a whole lot of surprise. Yeah. Hydley Cardenas, probably the premier batch match of the night. And um, uh, give me Trent. Trent majored him this season. And then Treffin Fernandez. It's a great duel. It's a great duel. That, yeah, that's, where, is that's that, where is that duel streaming? Did Earl do the streaming guide yet? Um, so it's at... It's probably on ESPN three because it's at or it's on ACC Nextra ACC Network Extra, which, which is, is I get it after, through ESPN Plus. Yeah, so that's a good one. Tomorrow night, seven, 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Yep, that's I can't wait for that. Uh, that's a really really good duel. And props to props to Cornell, NC State. Uh, props to. There's another one. Who's the other one? What's the other? Non I thought there was another non-conference duel, but there's not. But props to Iowa, 
Um, we did lose Iowa. the last chance. Oh, the last chance is done this weekend. Yeah, I know we you were looking forward that. to watching that one. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but uh, and also following that, Nebraska, Arizona State. Some of these schools with really tough schedules. Cornell has a really tough schedule. Uh, NC State has a really tough schedule. Iowa has a really tough schedule. Nebraska, Oklahoma State has a really tough schedule. Nebraska has a really tough schedule. And they're they're scheduling these non-conference dual meets late in the season. Um, props to them. I don't know that I would do it, uh, but it's great for us. Okay. Then that's Friday. Oh, Iowa, Saturday, Iowa State next weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday, Penn at Princeton. There'll be some decent matchups there. Stanford, Arizona State. Uh, Pac-12 duel. Uh, that's 1 p.m. Uh, no, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, there's some good matches in there. But our boy Nico Provo has a couple good ones this week in Richie Figs on Saturday and then Brandon Keller on Sunday. But uh, Stanford, Arizona has Provo Figs, Parco Abbas. Abbas just beaten Chance Lamer. Teamer Cardenas. So a lot of good ones there. Also, Princeton Lehigh. So Princeton wrestles at 12 o'clock on Saturday against Penn. And then Lehigh at 7. Sunday, so pretty kind of light, except for that Stanford-Arizona tilt uh, on Saturday. Sunday, Wisconsin at Iowa. Some good individual bouts there. Barnett and Ayala. Uh, Hamidi Caliendo will both be good ones. Um it's kind of maybe a uh, helpful respite for Iowa, who lost two in a row, now have Wisconsin, who's um, good as a tournament team, but really down as a dual team. And it's probably good for Iowa, for their confidence, to get reset, to have Wisconsin in between two losses and – uh, a big Oklahoma State match next week. Who are you taking, Barnett or Ayala? Drake. I'm next week, and there is some fire duels next week. I'm getting yeah. sidetracked here, but you have Iowa, Oklahoma. You have Arizona State, Nebraska, which is going to be some good matches. You have Missouri, Iowa State, I believe. Iowa State. Yep. Crazy duels next week. Not to look ahead, but yeah, Drake in that yep. match. I'm taking Barnett in that match. Hamidi Caliendo, who are you taking? Hamidi. I am too. Although, you know what? It's at Iowa, so that might influence me a little bit. But, uh, well, I'll stick to my guns. I'll go Hamidi, Barnett and Hamidi. Hamidi this year is 21-1, 86% bonus. His only loss was a 2 nothing close loss to David Carr early in the season, 2-0. He has looked about as good as he could this year. Yeah, he did lose to Atlantic, but that's no, that's not a big um, knock on him. Oh, the All Star Classic, yeah. Um. Okay. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State for the second time this year. Uh, Missouri at South Dakota State would actually be a good one. Damien Hahn has the Jackrabbits ranked eleventh in the country. There'll be some really good. Um, matches there. Let's just go through it real quick. We won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but um, actually, no, I don't even have it pulled up. Um, so, but 
You're going to have Noah Certain against uh, Tanner Jordan. You got Kale Carlson, Tanner Sloan, um, Sloan and Elam, right? Sloan yep. just knocking off Buchanan. Uh, so there's some really good. I'm probably spacing it on a couple other high profile matchups, but I don't have it pulled up. That's my bad. Um, but that's going to be a really good duel. That's at 2 p.m. But so Oklahoma State, there's a lot of. Um, Big 12 st- stuff going on right at that time, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, no, 2 p.m. Central. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Missouri, South Dakota State. That's uh, it's going to be fun. Um, and then at 4 p.m., Nebraska at Penn State. Let's break that one down, Mr. Bashamania. Braden Davis, Caleb Smith. Now, WrestleStat has it. Penn State, nine matches to one, 29 to three. It is at Penn State, correct? Is it at Penn State? It uh, is at Penn no. State, yes. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was at Nebraska. So, um, Penn State. Braden Davis, Caleb I, Smith, right out of the gate. I love WrestleStat. You know I love WrestleStat, and you WrestleStat know I and you know I love Penn State. They're a client of mine. NLWC, all that crap. I don't kind of regurgitate everything. WrestleStat having Tyler Kasich over Ridge Lovett makes no sense. <laughs> you know, no sense. Uh, that's 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 actually part that I love about WrestleStat is I, I know that there's there's people out there every single year, every single year that looks at the rankings, like looks at rankings. Well, there, okay, that's the first problem. There's people that look at rankings on WrestleStat at the beginning of the year and the never fails. There's message board topics started. Laugh out loud at WrestleStat's rankings. Guys, they're ratings. They're not rankings. They go on a formula. This is not somebody saying, this is not an, a human being saying, I think that Tyler Casey is better right. than Rid Love It. Okay? Um, with but that's the part that I find interesting. If I wanted to, if I wanted to, just my own assessment. If I wanted to go to a real ranking, I would go to Intermat. I would use my own opinion. But this is that's the kind of stuff I find really interesting. Yeah, I love um, it. I I like WrestleStat. The fact that there is no bias and it's all a formula is why I refer to it so much. And I don't know how many times a day are you typing in WrestleStat something, WrestleStat dual comparison, yeah. WrestleStat this kid. I love the website. I think it's great. Yeah. It's I, I, I saw because I, I, I saw that. Okay, I, I saw twenty nine three, and I go so their only win is Ridge, and I scroll down and there's no yeah. So I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, right. I don't think I don't think Nebraska wins just one match. I don't think Ridge Lovett loses. I don't think it's 29-3. Let's go through it. All right, so Braden Davis and Caleb Smith. Davis and Smith, to me, man, it's really difficult. Look at the look at the it is. transitive. Look at the transitive things that have gone on between Kaler and D'Agostino and Ayala and Smith and um it's really difficult. I it's especially after the Davis Ayala match. I don't know how to feel about it because 
Drake just didn't engage. And I, I don't even know how to assess that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think I think you have to lean Braden Davis. <laughs> I'm not just saying that as a Penn State guy. Um, no, I'm taking, I'm taking Davis. I'm taking Davis. But Caleb Smith, I think, is right there. I think that this isn't a match that if Caleb Smith won, I would be shocked and awed. I, I mean, the man, beat, the man beat Matt Ramos. And I just took him to beat Diagostino. No. Who did I take him to beat? Was it Diagostino? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I Caleb Smith, I'm high on that kid. Yeah. He's, but, yeah, I think Braden Davis gets a W here. I do, too. Nagal Van D. Now, Nagal's been a little, um, I don't know. He gets a high and then gets a low. and But it's not it's not, it's not, not highs and lows in ability. It's not. I don't think it's highs and lows in performance. I think it's little situations. And I think Shalver's probably better than most people give him credit for. He's now beating Buzakis and Nagal. Um and he, I, to me, he's a real podium threat. Uh, so I don't knock Miguel that much for losing an overtime match. And man, listen, if you didn't watch it, go go back and watch Monday's match with Nagal and Shaver. It is awesome. Those guys were scrapping. Those guys were in, with the exception of the second period. Uh, was it the second period or the third period? Shaver takes neutral and then doesn't really attack much for a spell. But other than that, both guys were in on legs constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Van D just knocking off Ragason is a monster win. Monster win and tells you he is a threat to just about anybody. Because Ragason puts up points. He scores on everybody. Mm-hmm. And so for Ragason to not score an offensive point on Van D is very, very notable. That being said, Nigal threatens you on top. There's almost a point built in there, whether it be riding time or you take a neutral. Um, and don't forget, Van D won that match with Ragason without an offensive point of his own, too. So I'm going to take Nigal. I'm going to take 6-0 Penn State after two. Yeah, I think Nigal gets a W here. He's now lost three out of his last five. I think he's due for a good win. Um but again, you look at the scores, even that WrestleStats model has these matches. It's Braden Davis over Caleb Smith, 6-5. It's Nagal right. over Van D, 7-6. Even the small, next match, you're talking small Bo Bartlett over Brock Hardy, 6-5. And these are going to be some yeah. good matches this weekend. All right, so let's get to it. Bo Bartlett, ranked number one in the country. Uh, Brock Hardy coming off... Uh, uh, to me, an uneven performance against Lemley. I thought he was, um, I thought he was really crafty on some takedowns. I thought he looked like he was running on E late. I thought he made some. Um, he fell asleep at the wheel once or twice. Uh, he gets a little bit too confident when he's riding on top or when he's in crackdown positions. Um, so to me, Brock Hardy's ability is through the roof. If he, if if he, like, is mistake free, he can be anybody. Um, I just you gotta you gotta be mistake free. Uh, I'm actually taking Brock here. 
Yeah, Brock won um, Big Tens last year. Brock beat Bo 7-3. I think Bo has made leaps and bounds since then. I think we've seen it this year. Bo is, you know, 16-0 on the year. He just took out Real Woods, Jesse Mendez. Give me Bo Bartlett. And a close one. All right, I, I'm taking Hardy. I mean, Bo's my dude. Um, But... Is that our Brock... pick against each other of the week? Because I owe you for last week because I took Lemley. Yeah. So you can you can ride with Hardy again. I'll go with Bo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, give me Hardy. Give me 6-3 after 3. Okay. Uh, and then we get to Ridge and Kasich, and I think it's clear um, – I think it's clear that Kasich is is a shining, like a, a future star, um, but he's also wrestling up a weight, true freshman, see against the seasoned vet who's ranked one in the country, who um, just decimated Austin Gomez. Uh, upper body stuff's going to come in in the play. Decimated. So, he did. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Beat him nine zero in the first period. Yeah, Gomez came out looking flat and then just never recovered. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, give me Ridge and give me a six six split after four. Yeah, I think Ridge gets it done there. Levi Haynes against your boy Peyton Rob. It's gonna be a great match. Great match. It was a wild, wild, semi-controversial Big Ten. Was that a Big Ten final? I think it was a Big Ten final last year, right? Yeah. Um, Where Peyton looked to have a takedown, but they called it no takedown. It was a 5-3. No, it was a 3-1. 3-1. And then, and then uh, Levi beat him 5-3 at NCAAs. Uh, to me... I don't know if there's any match. Is there any match this weekend I want to see more than this one? Um, no, not the last well, chance is canceled. <laughs> now that the last chance is given, yeah. Uh, I, no, well, I'll tell you this. this is for entirely one. different reasons. I, I, I think, well, let me look here. Hamidi uh, Caliendo is good. Barnett Drake is good. Um Parco Abbas, Timus Cardin uh, Timur Cardenas is good. Sloan Elam is good. But to me, my favorite matchups of the weekend are Levi and P Rob and Silas and Bernie. Yeah. Um I will take Levi. He has a two zero edge on Peyton. He looked absolutely fantastic against Frannick. Um, I absolutely positively think Peyton could win the match, but I'm taking Levi, and that is nine six for me. You're gonna take Levi. That's twelve three for you. Yeah. I got Antrell Taylor by major at sixty five. <laughs> All right. So what's your real pick? <laughs> I, I take uh, I take I take Mezenbrink. You taking bonus? He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. So if it's close, you know he's going for it. Yeah, I'll take bonus. I'll take Mezenbrink by bonus. So you got sixteen three. 
I'll take I, <laughs> man. I'll take bonus too, and here's why. Folk is different than free for sure. But on the Penn State message boards I said the other day. Antrell's really a 57-pounder, at least right now. And Mesenbrink is a lot like Meyer Shapiro in the craftiness, in the IQ. He's probably a little bit more relentless attacker, but um, Meyer kind of had his way with Antrell. And Mesenbrink, a bigger and maybe better Shapiro. So I will go four. And what is God, now I'm messing up my scores. Um I had it 12-6. Give me 16-6 right now. Is I that got, what it is? 16. I think that's what you got, yeah. Cause you got Ridge winning, and you got, I got three, six. Nine. No, I got I got thirteen six. I got thirteen six. You got sixteen three. Yeah. And then Carter Car- and Bubba. I mean, does you know you, you give Penn State at least three here? Um. So I got sixteen six. But do you give them an extra point? Yes. Okay. I think so. Uh, seven. 17-6. You got 20-3. Um, now, you know, Carter has looked slow. Uh, I shouldn't say slow. Carter hasn't been scoring to Carter's um, precedent, to, to his typical rate. Bubba did slow down Shane Griffith, but yeah, let's give him a major. Let's give him a major. Uh, Pinto Truax it is a really tough nut to crack. It is a really this difficult is the one I'm hung up on. Yeah. Match up to pick because uh Bernie knows how to win. Bernie knows how to most I would say 95% of division 1 184 pounders if you are active against Pinto he's making you pay. Uh, he has some unconventional stuff. He has some goofy blue-collar farm strength. Uh, and he'll throw you on your head. I don't know if Bernie attacks that much, though. Um, I, I might lean Pinto here. I think a lot of people are. I want to see it before it happens. I'm going to go Bernie, but I think Lenny can win. I think it's a toss up. I think it's a toss up, but just so I have a toss up, not going Penn State's way once, I'm going to go Lenny Pinto. I think, I think Pinto really can win this match. And part of me, part of me thinks he will win this match. I, I just can't. Pinto again. He, he's, I don't want to say reckless, but. He does some crazy stuff. Um, oh, then it's at Red Call, yeah. though. So I don't know. I'm going to take Bernie. I'm going to take Bernie. Uh, I'm going to take Bernie. All right. 
You took Pinto. All right, Brooks and Allred. I think maybe like uh, probably like eleven months and two weeks ago, you could say mm, Silas. Silas could give Brooks a good match. I don't think you say that right now. Silas hasn't exactly been himself. He hasn't been the beat Max Dean version twice that he was last year. Um, so I'll go Brooks regular decision. Yeah, I agree. And then Kirk Fleet bonus, whoever, whether it's Harley or Nash. Nash. Yeah, so, agreed. Um, I have, I have one, two. Do I, I only have two? I only have two Penn State wins. Nebraska wins. You know, Nebraska wins. So, but I've been, I've been. Uh, Husker Willie has been really conservative on the Huskers lately. I picked Michigan to beat them. I only picked two wins here. Uh, Penn State's almost um, upset proof. The reality is you could see a path. You you know what? You could see a path for a 5-5 split. You can't see a path for a Nebraska win because the, the – the bonuses will just. What about the spreadsheet you sent me last Friday? Which one's that, bud? Penn State versus the highest ranked guy, non Penn State. That was can crazy. You on, can you put it on the screen? Yeah, let me see. Although I don't know if you if you can see it, but that's fine. I have it somewhere. You sent it in our text history, so it's there. Let me see if I can okay. upload this. So, in the follow-up to our this. Here me, we and, go. me and Bash, me and Bash on the show were saying, well, this team doesn't, people are saying this team doesn't give, uh, this team is doesn't line up well with, this this team doesn't line up well with Penn State, and I said, um, "Does anybody line? Nobody lines up well with Penn State. You could take the best team, you could take the best team. The next, find go through any, go through any lineup, and pick whatever team lines up best, and nobody will come out better than eight two or seven three, right? So then I thought." Let's take the nation. Let's just take the nation and see how they line up with Penn State. Check your email, Bash. I just sent it to you. And here's the reality of it. Uh, Penn State has five ranked guys, uh, number one. So immediately you're at 5-5 five, five split. So on paper, Penn State is favored to win half the matches against the rest of the country's all-stars. Um, it would be Davis against number one Ramos. It would be number one Crookham against Nagal, which we already saw Crookham won. It would be number one Bartlett versus number two Woods, which we already saw Bartlett won. Number one Lovett versus Kasich. Number one Levi versus Zervin. Number one Keegan O'Toole against Mezenbrink. Number one, Staraki against Makai, which we already saw. 
Number one, Kat Kaisen versus Bernie, which we already saw. Number one, Aaron Brooks versus number two, Trent Hydley. And number two, Kirkfleet versus number two, Hendrickson, which we already saw, which was bonus. Penn State would probably be favored. Yeah, which is wild. With the rest of the nation's best. In a, in a Penn State versus the country, Penn State wins that duel. So uh, nobody matches up good with Penn State, including the country. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know why some people scoffed when I said Iowa State may line up best. Like you said, nobody's going to be favored in more than two, three matches with them. Nobody's favored to win four matches against Penn State. Nobody. So if you're at the three. The country would, the rest of the country on paper would lose. We saw, did did Brooks major Mackay? I mean, uh, Starachi major Mackay? If he didn't major him, it was damn close. Yeah, uh, exactly. majored Hendrickson. Levi could major Zerbin. And if all the other things hold, uh, we're talking about Penn State winning on bonus points. So, no, yeah. nobody lines up well with Penn State. I'm going to tweet this spreadsheet right here and say, today's Bash Mania, no context. Tune in in an hour. <laughs> uh, so, that's Penn State, Nebraska, 4 p.m. Sunday. Um, also that day, Oregon State, Stanford, where Provo gets Kaler. So big weekend for Provo with Kaler and Richie Figs. Yeah, it's going to be a That's great weekend. weekend. And and now it's like, I, I suspect, you know, we've been doing these a couple weeks in a row. You're probably going to get these weekly for at least the next eight weeks. Yeah. At least the next yeah. eight weeks. Because you've got, we're, we got Pan Ams next week. Then we, we have the final dual meet, uh, Final dual meet, dual meet weekend of the season, I believe, next weekend. And then we've got conference weekend, Olympic Games, Pan Am qualifier. Then we have a little bit of a, a lull, and then we have NCAAs. And then we yeah. have Olympic uh, team trials, last chance qualifier. Uh, then we roll into the Olympic trials. So, Yeah, and for me, I mean, I think this has been working out great. I really like doing a solo show on Monday, giving my impressions of the weekend and reactions and then previewing the week with you, like, uh, you know, doing a solo shows difficult. So I like to bounce ideas yeah. off somebody and, and get their opinion. So it's to me, it's working. It's out a well. win. I think the wrestling community wins. And by the way, I, somebody was texting me. I won't say who that they liked when we brought Provo in for a little bit, um, a couple yeah. weeks ago. If there's other guys you want us to bring in, I'm happy to do it. Just comment, tweet us, whatever. And, you know, a lot of wrestlers this time of year are kind of locked in, but some like to do it and, you know, have the publicity and, and have their story out yeah. there. So comment, tweet us, all that good stuff. All right, Willie, any final words? Yeah. Nope. Let me know what uh, Bartlett says. All right. I will. Hey, In the beat goes on.